Welcome to The Room, where we talk about the hard parts of leadership that every great leader goes through, but no one wants to talk about. I'm Jenny Dufresne, host of The Room podcast and CEO of Leaders Transform, a business growth training firm. I am a global leader, former United States Marine, international best-selling author, community, and business leader. The Room is your safe space. We'll talk about the things that are difficult for leaders, the tough stuff that leaders aren't willing to be vulnerable about, but we really need to. So come on in, close the door, join me in the room. I know leaders and I know leadership. It's pretty hard to believe that 2022 is almost over. I've been thinking about the last eight months of this year, nine months, whatever it's been, 10 months of this year, and really reflecting on the ways that leaders showed up. I know that there's so many leadership stories that are never told. We never hear about the heroism of, you know, the police officers or the fire, the firemen or firewomen who are saving lives. You know, what makes headlines is the buffoonery. <laughs> what makes headlines are the leaders who are wringing their hands you know, running around, protecting their own reputation, standing with their head in the sand, or just wanting to get back to business as usual, business as normal, because that's what's been most comfortable. But what I've been reflecting on is that that thinking has really been present in our leadership culture and the culture of leaders that we see for a long time. Those folks who many of us may really embody or embrace, particularly in the political realm. Many who are people that might be our mentors or people that we look up to. But we have too many examples of public leadership, at least, that is really stuck. Like, really just stuck. Stuck protecting themselves over the mission, over the value of other human beings around them, stuck doing the same activities or processes, you know, activating the exact same policies of coming back to work after a global pandemic, literally crippled businesses, functions, had folks being in the office together one day and then at their kitchen table for months on end, listening to screaming children in the background doing homeschool. So what I've been really reflecting on is you can't do the same shit moving forward. Let me say that again. To be the kind of leaders that are necessary and needed for the challenges, the ambiguity, the the chaos sometimes, we can't be the same leaders. We can't be stuck in, you know, a 20th century leadership style. It doesn't work anymore. So we can't do the same shit we've been doing as leaders. We've got to take the time and challenge ourselves and start casting a new vision, a new idea for how we want to lead. Because the end of 2020 is coming. It's just a few weeks, literally a few weeks away. And, you know, we'll all be running around and spending time casting New Year's resolutions. But 
we usually will do that for, you know, we want to make more money or lose weight or, you know, get, get, get hitched or get a girlfriend or a boyfriend or a spouse of some, you know, whatever, whatever the thing is. But what I'm thinking about is if we can't do the same shit we've been doing, that means we even have to look at ourselves as leaders differently. For example, if you're, if you've been in a space where you've been complaining about how your company runs, or you've been complaining about how particular employees have showed up, or you've been complaining about all of the things outside of you, what I would challenge you is that in 2023, you have to look at yourself and you have to figure out what in you do you need to work on? What in you do you need to step into more boldly? Where do you need to take your own counsel? Where do you need to grow? Because here's the question. What does your leadership look like in 2023? Will you do the same stuff? Will you make the same demands? Will you treat yourself the same way? Will you treat your employees the same way? Will you make the same excuses? I hear a lot of excuses from leaders. We work with a lot of leaders, and this might sound terrible for those that are leading, but I hear us often making a lot of excuses about why things are the way they are, but we never stop and take the time to look and and really be introspective and reflective of who we are and where we are as leaders. You know, I've asked and said to people and encouraged people, it's really important to remember that leadership is a journey. It's not a destination. You know, if you get a great big title, you're not done evolving and developing as a leader. In fact, you're starting all over because a big title means you have bigger responsibilities. It means you have people who need more from you. But what we don't teach and tell leaders is that it's also your time to really take a step back and look at your own self, look at your own toolkit, look at how do you communicate? Are you someone who communicates with the briefest amount of words possible and then walk off and not figure out whether people have internalized your message or whether they have questions or whether your words actually resonated for them so that they can take the actions necessary? So what does your leadership look like in 2023? You know, I talked about in episode 28 about really thriving in chaos. And I've talked a lot about stress and its impact on our ability to lead well. Stress interrupts our physiology. It interrupts our effective communication. It interrupts our habits. If we've had habits of eating well or exercising, you know, really focusing on our wellness and our well-being, stress and chronic stress, uh, it 100% will impact that. You know, we may be suffering from insomnia. You may be suffering from excessive alcohol consumption, food consumption, uh, any of the other things that can be <laughs> extra, right? And so we've talked about that. In episode 29, I was talking about identifying sponsors, identifying those people who can support you and help you um, in real ways, real tangible ways, ways that you can measure the outcomes and the results, people who truly have your back. 
so today I want to just delve into what does your leadership look like? And I'm going to share a couple of places that you may want to really deeply reflect and take action. So setting goals is something that most of our clients start doing now. We have a goal-setting methodology um, on our website, Leaders Transform. But setting goals are great, right? It's great to cast a, uh, an idea of the kinds of results in, that you want to achieve in the, in, the, in, the new, in the new year. But I want to challenge you to think about where else can you really create some synergy and growth? So let's talk about your wellness and your well-being. Many of us who've led through this pandemic have led at a time of significant social, political, and economic, and personal and well-being turmoil. Absolutely, there's nothing that has been affected. We've had environmental uh, upheaval uh, with climate change and climate impact. And so if we're seeing this level of chaos and, and, and turmoil, we've got to take a time to think about what has it done to me? What has it meant for me to be that person who had to pick up the call, the phone, and listen to yet another employee crying or agonizing about a loved one who is so sick they're not sure whether that person will survive? Or what about having to be the leader who's had to pick up the phone and make phone calls to employees to tell them that because of the contraction of the economic environment that they no longer have a job? Or maybe we've gotten a call from our suppliers to say that that order, that shipment that would keep our company alive has actually been stopped quarantined and won't get to us for another eight months. And we know that that call is most likely the collapse of our company. All of these are impacts that leaders have been absorbing. And if you're going to lead differently, your very first priority is your mental and emotional well-being. So it is 100% appropriate, acceptable, and strongly encouraged is if you've had any of those three things I just named, is to get a therapist, get a counselor, get a coach, people that can help you remap your confidence, feel, figure out how to deal with grief. Um, we don't realize that grief doesn't just come when someone dies. Grief can be when things end, relationships, businesses, uh, professional uh, engagements, um, loss of contracts. You know, all of this can really have tremendous impact. The second place that I'd really challenge you to think about your leadership is what does, how can you take advantage of innovation? Where in your leadership can you begin to innovate? Where in your thinking can you start to expose yourself to new ideas? A few months ago, I got really intrigued about around the whole, the whole realm of artificial intelligence. 
And it's really because I was talking to another business owner who had completely pivoted his company to start doing and actually created a company utilizing artificial intelligence. Prior to that, he had no knowledge, no understanding, no nothing. And it was really intriguing to me as I started to read it because it's read about artificial intelligence as it got me really thinking, how can we use artificial intelligence in the work that we do, training leaders, uh, helping build strong company cultures, helping people repair communication. So that's something that got me thinking. So where could you tap into innovation? Are there other fields uh, that you could start to learn from that maybe you bring the ideas and the fresh thinking to your, uh, to your company? Or maybe you're thinking about taking an improv class so you can free your mind and your thinking up to be more creative, maybe an art class. But how can you start to innovate in your leadership, innovate in your company? Another area that is really important is around inclusion. Inclusion of different ideas, people who don't look like you, reflect your experiences, all of those, every bit of research that is done around inclusion. And you know, we like to say diversity, equity, inclusion, belonging. Every bit of research says that inclusion is and diversity and uh, belonging are game changers for leaders. And leaders have to be the sponsors of that change inside of organizations. I was talking to a leader a couple of days ago and she was relaying how uh, there was a leader that she was talking to who asked her the question, you know, why, why do we need to have people who are different? Why do we even need to keep track of, you know, having women, the number of women we have in our company? Why do we have to keep track of the number of LGBTQ plus people we have in our company? Why do we need to keep track of the number of, you know, Asian men in our company? And it got me thinking about how leadership still has some real significant gaps and how leaders still need to push into these, the concepts and the ideas and the value of having a, of intentionally creating a diverse uh, staff that once they've created that diverse staff, that they're including them, that those staff members feel like they belong, that their voices are valued, their perspectives are valued. Like, for example, could you imagine, and this has been the case, um, you know, men have made cosmetics for, for, for decades. Men were making cosmetics. But imagine all of the things that men were missing because they weren't the users of those cosmetics. But that if they would have had more women in leadership roles that could talk about the impact of their cosmetics on women, imagine how much bigger and impactful those companies could be. So, as, we, as I come to a close, I want you to think about how will, you, how will you walk into 2023 as a leader? What will you do internally that is different? How will you stretch your mind? How will you take care of your wellness and your well-being? How will you uh, engage in conversations that are uncomfortable for you? What work do you need to do? What do you need to build? What muscle do you need to build? so that you can do shit differently. Hey, it's Jenny. Thank you so much for joining me in this week's episode of The Room, a safe place where leaders come together to talk about the things that we don't often share out loud. 
If you enjoyed your time in the room, please like or subscribe on your favorite platform and leave a review. And if you want to learn more about our important work with leaders, head over to the website, leaderstransform.com and continue to be connected to our community. Thank you again for listening and make sure you invite someone to next week's episode of The Room.